From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Mention the word jazz and a hundred different musical ideas come to mind from the romantic rhythms of Brazilian bossa nova, head-spinning chord progressions and key changes of bebop, and the blending of rock and jazz concepts in fusion. Jazz is a musical idiom that has spread across the world and flowered in a million different ways. But today on Highway 89, we want to take you back to what some people call the jazz age. Before jazz belonged to the whole world, it's the era of prohibition. Speakeasies hosting illicit jazz shows in smoky basements. We won't tell if you won't. It's their era of Jelly Roll Morton, Bessie Smith, Mr. Louis Armstrong, his Hot Five, and of a youth rebellion filled with flappers dancing the Charleston, the Roaring Twenties, and bringing you right into the studio, brought to you tonight by the Roadside Ramblers specializing 20s and 30s jazz that'll take you right to the heart of New Orleans, the birthplace of this now worldwide art form. The Roadside Ramblers have been sharing their love of early jazz to audiences large and small, and the truth is, it's not just about the music. Show up at a Roadside Ramblers gig, and you will likely run into folks in duds from the Roaring Twenties ready to trip the light fantastic, with help not only from a great band, but also dance instructors ready to bring the era to life. A clarinet, a trumpet, a saxophone, an upright bass, a trombone, a piano, and more here in the studio. We doubt we'll have much room for dancing, but it's going to be a great hour of great, great music from New Orleans and Creole jazz. Some terrific conversation, too, but let's start off right with a tune. This was number one in 1902. The Roadside Ramblers with Won't You Come Home, Bill Bailey, right here on Highway 89.
you come home, Bill Bailey. I love the fact that there really was a Bill Bailey. He was a regular at the bar. The song was actually, yes, written about him. And uh, unfortunately, he did not go home often enough. And Sarah Bailey became Sarah something else pretty soon. And who said music history was boring? We're listening to some great, great music. And we're talking right now with Michael Toby. And Michael, you're the drummer with the, the Roadside Ramblers. How, how did you come together? Well, thanks for having us here today. It's kind of a funny story. We were literally on the roadside playing for the Salt Lake City Marathon at one point, and Sam Payne's brother, who is the producer of this show, uh, was playing banjo, Josh Payne. A lot of people know Josh Payne as a guitarist, but they don't realize he's actually a fantastic banjo player. Yep. We were playing on the road, and we said, what should we call ourselves? And Steve Call said we should call ourselves the Roadside Ramblers, and that was like maybe eight years ago, and that's what we've been ever since. It's stuck. It's stuck. We've got Jory Woodis on clarinet, Osti Robinson, trumpet, Stephen Tobian, your brother, tenor saxophone, piano, Kurt Reeder, Adam Overacker, upright bass, you on drums, Nate Campbell, trombone. This is just some great musicianship. But I have to say, I, I mean, for decades, people have been playing a set like you're playing, but the woodblocks... I mean, that's a little time machine to me when I want to hear how you play those. That must be fun. Thank you. It is fun. What's interesting about my drum kit, and I don't know if people will have a chance to see the picture, but I kind of patterned it after a lot of the old drum sets, of the vintage drum sets of the 20s and 30s, and it's something that I actually really love and I love to talk about. But the, this bass drum is, is huge, and I was a little worried about today in the studio because the studio is small, so I'm playing it quiet. But it's a 26-inch bass drum, which is really huge, and it looks kind of like an old drum set. And these wood blocks are actually called wooden fish, where they're called Buddhist wooden fish wood blocks. And you'll see them on old drum kits in the 30s, kind of like uh, a drummer named Chick Webb was famous for having them. Anyway, it took me forever to find these things, and I had to find them on Etsy or something like that, and I kind of rigged it all up. So... <laughs> <laughs> We'll all, we'll all be sure and friend you on that I'll with use, all of our projects. I'll use them a lot, though. I love using them, and uh, um, they're my favorite part of the kit. And if you're trying to picture that at home, 26 is a, a standard bicycle tire. Yeah. So there you go. Tell us about Sunny Side of the Street, one of the pieces we're going to hear next. Okay, Sunny Side of the Street, I believe, is next. I should have brought my sheet up. What's after that, Steve? Uh, Rosetta. Okay, Sunny Side of the Street and Rosetta. It, this is an old tune. It's a lot of fun. It's in the key of C, if anybody wants to know. The key of C. And Rosetta is Aussie's favorite song, so we just always have to play it. Isn't that right, Austin? Yeah, for sure. He loves it. And we're going to be playing one of my favorite songs a little bit later. Good. Well, we're going to hear some more great music from our guest today, the Roadside Ramblers, and uh, the key of C, that's important for the drummer to always know what key we're in, so I'm glad you're really paying attention to that there, Michael. So here we go with Sunny Side of the Street and Rosetta.
sunny side of the street and Rosetta. I don't know. Could there be music more fun than this kind of music? I don't think so. <laughs> this is Highway 89. You're listening to us live from Studio 6. Our guests in the studio are terrific musicians that make up the Roadside Ramblers with New Orleans Creole Jazz celebrating the jazz age, the 20s and 30s. Stephen Tobian, uh, sunny side of the street, you're playing uh, soprano sax? Uh, yeah, it's a, actually a curved soprano, so it looks yeah. a little bit different, but yeah, that's it's a soprano It's not the Kenny sax. G version. Not quite, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little so bit fun. more out of tune, so it's only for Dixieland. Okay, and then <laughs> and then Rosetta. I mean, when the trumpet growls, we've all got to go, okay, yes, yes, that's great. Tell me about your shows and your audiences. We mentioned earlier, people dress up in time period accurate costumes for this. Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy. We get calls a lot for, especially kind of the... Uh, Recent movie Great Gatsby came out with uh -huh. the Hollywood thing. It was it was very big to put on Great Gatsby type parties. So we'd get a lot of calls to do uh, 1920s speakeasy type parties, and um, so we just thought it would be a good idea to keep adding things to that, including line dance instruction. It's we call it line dance instruction because it's basically 1920s dancing, but in the style of line dancing, so that everyone can get involved. So it just sounds like it looks so much better than an 80s get together. <laughs> well, I guess I would probably agree. Although we do uh, we do book 80s bands as well, so we've got lots of <laughs> okay. lots of options. Not to diss the 80s, I was there. <laughs> okay, uh, so great Gatsby parties, Mardi Gras parties. That's right. Yeah, I mean it's obviously very related, uh, New Orleans style jazz and, and Dixieland jazz. So um, this band does a lot of uh, Mardi Gras parties as well. Hey, we're going to hear another tune now. This one has roots that go back a ways. It's called St. James Infirmary Blues. It's an American standard that variation after variation you can trace clear back to the 1700s. A song called The Unfortunate Rake. Hint, not about lawn care. That song is also an ancestor of the famous cowboy song, The Streets of Laredo. This is when you sing about the bad things that happen to people who well, stray a little afar from where they should have. And we've got a special guest vocalist we'll announce after you hear St. James Infirmary Blues. Jay! 
Give me six crap-shooting pallbearers. Let a chorus girl sing me a song. Put a red-hot jazz band at the top of my head so as we can raise hallelujah. St. James Infirmary Blues. That'll teach you to live a better life. Guest artist, our own producer, Sam Payne, is singing and scatting along there with the Roadside Ramblers, specializing in music of the jazz era, the 1920s and 1930s. Here's another song, a British tune popular during the First World War. It's still being recorded today. We just got to hear more music from the Roadside Ramblers on Highway 89, Roses of Picardy.
Roses of Picardy, a very, very popular 19, uh, about 1914, very famous World War I tune. Jory Woodis, you're here because, A, you're a terrific clarinet player, but we want to ask about clarinet players and jazz, because if you look at a jazz ensemble today, maybe you see your local high school band, the jazz ensemble, it's all saxophones. What happened to the clarinet? Well, sometime after the what we call the Dixieland era, music was taken over by the big bands, which was all saxophones, all trombones, all trumpets. And I think that the clarinet just couldn't keep up with the sheer volume that these bands were playing. Those three-part <clears throat> saxophone choruses and all of Five that. Five-part, actually. Oh. Uh-huh. It did continue on. Like, saxophone players in a big band almost always will double on clarinet. And so you'll see them... Like pick up a flute or pick up a clarinet for a few measures, but you're right, it really falls out of the main. But but there is something. I mean, you could have every instrument here but the clarinet, and then when you add that in, there is just something just so so magically happy to me that it adds. Is it just because of that high register? Perhaps I think it's also the nature of what the clarinetist is doing, uh-huh. because the the clarinetist is a lot of times playing like really high trills or mm. these fast blistering arpeggios, and it fulfills a different role than every other member of the yeah, band. Yeah, it feels so. like when it's time to take it home, all that kicks in. Oh yeah, on the clarinet and so fun to hear. Listening to the Roadside Ramblers, twenties and thirties jazz. Uh, we're going to hear some more music. We're going to cut right to Stumpin' at the Savoy from nineteen thirty four. And if you're wondering what's the Savoy Harlem night spot, famous Savoy ballroom in New York City, that's where this comes from. More music now, live from Studio Six with the Roadside Ramblers.
stomping at the Savoy. You're listening to Highway 89, performed by our guest today, the Roadside Ramblers, music of the jazz era. We're going to play another song now, uh, kind of an interesting choice. We'll find out why later, but uh, you may recognize Just a Closer Walk with Thee. Just a closer walk with thee. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close to thee. Kurt Reeder, you're the pianist. Great job tonight. This has been so fun looking over your shoulder here. What is a hymn doing in this whole jazz idiom? 
Well, the jazzidium is hymns, really. Jazz, as we know it in the early 20th century, came from two places. It came from Tin Pan Alley and Broadway music and the kind of pop music of New York, but it also came primarily from the spirituals and hymns of the Deep South. And that influence is very strong through now, even in contemporary jazz music. You hear musicians like Robert Glasper, Gregory Porter, and guys who are putting spiritual medleys on their CDs. Cyrus Chestnut regularly plays a hymn on every album that he does. So is New Orleans the only place you would hear like a hymn and a dirge as part of a funeral procession? Is that specific just to that place? More of the, the kind of the, the entire Deep South, and and actually at this point in the Midwest too, you're you're getting a lot of wakes and celebrations mm. of life that, you know, the, this hymn culture is very present. Well, these tunes, like you said, they're still being done today. I mean, even some of the biggest names, sort of crossover pop, like Michael Buble, Harry Connick Jr., they're still doing these tunes. Mm-hmm. And you can still find uh, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald. You can find recordings of those. When you first started piano, when did you find out about this kind of music? <laughs> like, is that why you went to be a piano player? Or is it along the way you just discovered, hey, there's this whole other thing I can do. Yeah, so I, I studied piano formally for one year before I started jazz lessons. I started playing Scott Joplin and had a teacher mention that that's an early form of jazz. And as soon as I heard the word jazz, I had to look more into it. And my fortunately, my mother worked at the Orem Library where the media director at the time, Dave Korleski, you know. Oh, he was, knew everything. He, he knows everything. He used to host a jazz program on KBYU Radio, you know. And so I ended up studying with him all through junior high and high hmm. school. And actually, Louis Armstrong one of his albums was one of the first CDs I bought when I was 11. So, <laughs> You were in a very small select group there, but we're glad you did. It sounds so great. We're going to hear some more music from the Roadside Ramblers, some more from the jazz age. Just a quick mention, you can find these guys online, utahlivebands.com, and uh, we're going to kick this next part off with the Bourbon Street Parade. <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> Bourbon Street Parade. Those guys are sneaky. Drum solo, all the instruments out. They snuck in in a different key and then slid right back up. These guys are good. Michael Tobian on the drums there. Very fun to hear you play. Thank you. When people come to, to, to dance and to hear what you do, are they surprised saying, wow, what are these tunes? Or are they coming going, oh, I know all of these? <clears throat> well, I think it depends on the situation. So sometimes we're hired just to play dance music, and we'll even like teach dance instruction, 1920s dance instruction, and things like that. And in those situations, they aren't usually recognizing most of the songs. They're just having a good time, and they're enjoying the spirit of the music. Yeah. Sometimes, though, people are very familiar with the songs. We did an event the other day, and it was incredible. It's funny. Everybody ended up leaving except for these five older dudes, and they were just like they were just like calling tune after. Oh, I love that song. Oh, I can't believe you played. I don't know. I can't believe you played. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans or whatever we ended up playing? They recognized all the songs, even the more obscure ones, and that was just really fun because we were just playing for these guys, and they were just really appreciative of what we were doing. You know, we're talking about you as the drummer here with the group, but you're also the CEO of a big live music entertainment business called Utah Live Band. So tell us what that is. Yeah, thank, thanks for the pitch. <laughs> no, Utah Live Bands is actually kind of an umbrella for a lot of our bands. We've probably got 40 or 50 bands that we've started or that we produce. And it's everything from country bands to pop. We do a lot of pop, just party bands for weddings and corporate events and stuff. And it's kind of funny that we'll be here on a Tuesday or whatever today is, and tomorrow we may be on a country gig or, you know, Jory might be out playing some at some nursing home or something, and, <laughs> and then maybe I'll be playing bass in a different band. But anyways, you know, it's funny. that In all the other bands, we kind of feel like posers, you know. We're playing country tunes, and but this is kind of where our, I think our, most of our home is. Well, playing this jazz look, nobody can play what you're playing right now without really knowing and loving this music. This isn't something you just fake. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys have studied in New Orleans, like Jory and Osti. I, I know they have played at Preservation Hall. A lot of us have really studied this music, so we, we appreciate the compliment. But it's kind of cool that you could be in different bands, a different sort of a rotating cast of really good musicians and get whatever you need. So uh, once again, that's utahlivebands.com. Got to put in their plug for our, our local musicians. Well, thank you. So the Roadside Ramblers are our guests today on Highway 89. I, I'm going to introduce them one more time before we hear... I don't know, this might be the New Orleans tune, this next one. Jory Woodis, clarinet, Osti Robinson, trumpet, Stephen Tobian, tenor sax and soprano sax. He's sneaking that in. Kurt Reeder, piano, Adam Overacker, upright bass, Michael Tobian, drums, Nate Campbell, trombone. We wish we could listen for another couple hours. You probably know enough tunes you could do that for us. But uh, let's take us out. Uh, we're going to hear When the Saints Go Marching In.
when the saints go marching in. That's the perfect ending tune. Fats Domino used to like to end with that. He'd send his horn players parading off the stage and out through the audience. Just everybody. I'm really sad this one's over. When the Saints Go Marching In, Roadside Ramblers, our guests today, live on Highway 89. They specialize in New Orleans jazz and Creole jazz, music from the jazz age, the 1920s and 30s. Find them online, utahlivebands.com, and you should look them up on YouTube to see their audiences in costume kicking up their heels to the fantastic music. We're all dancing here in the studio, and you're probably doing that at home. If you just caught part of the show, you want to hear the beginning or listen again, share it with a friend. Easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. And follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our student assistants are Abby Vance and Victoria Hardy. And the show's producer is Sam Payne. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.